Hey sis, in today's episode, I'm talking to you about how your eating disorder can be unintentionally affecting your kids and the ones closest to you in your life and what you can do about it today to help you thrive and to help those around you live a life of happiness so that you can continue down the journey to freedom. Sister, you don't need to live chained anymore. And it's so important that you understand how this disease can affect the people that you love. Let's dive right in. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self Podcast. I'm Lindsay Nickel, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. Hey there, sister friend. I hope you had a fantabulous Thanksgiving, a wonderful holiday, and you are back strong this week. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about the importance of what we can do in our kids' lives. And even if you don't have kids, I want you to listen in today, girl, because no matter the age of the people around us in our circle, we influence them greatly. So this episode can be far just more than kids, but because I have two littles and because many of my clients do too, I'm telling you, you are influencing your kids' lives simply by how you model your behaviors in your life. And I know this isn't rocket science, right? But it's important to note that you didn't cause your eating disorder and you can't cure your eating disorder, but you surely can make choices to commit to no longer being chained to these unhealthy patterns and behaviors because they are influencing your kids and they are influencing your husband, they're influencing the people in your circle right now today. I don't care how old your kids are. I don't care if they are two, 22, or 42, okay? So hang out with me today, friend. You are gonna enjoy today's show. And I just wanted to start as well, just by giving you just a little bit of love because this episode is not to be heavy. This episode is not to make you feel shame for living with an eating disorder and raising your kids in that environment. That is not what this episode is to do, okay? This episode is to not bring up past triggers in your life where you might have had a parent that pushed or forced certain eating behaviors or beliefs on your life. That is not the point of this episode. The point of this episode today is to bring awareness and love and honesty and some transparency into your week. Kids are sponges, no matter the age of them. And they're also very moldable and adaptable. And that's the good news. You can start right here today setting a different tone, striking out a generational curse. And I speak it and I believe it on so many of you. But sister, if you're here, I want you to know that even if you are unintentionally affecting your kids with your unhealthy relationship with food and body, today is your day to own it and show up and live in your truth and say, I am not doing this dance anymore. Like I am done with this tango. It stops with me. 
It stops with me. Nita says that 95% of individuals benefit from eating disorder prevention strategies, and this is one of them. We are living in a generation that is so chained to social media, there is an addiction around online world. And of the images that everyone sees out there online, two to 5% of the population actually look like those images. We are setting ourselves up for depression. We're setting ourselves up and our families up for unrealistic expectations and beliefs. That's what you need to look like in order to be desirable, in order to be wanted, in order to fit in or to be the best. And 60% of people, they don't even seek help because of the stigma around disordered eating and around eating disorders. Yet we are constantly pumping into these little minds that the benefit of being thin outweighs anything else that they can possibly be. Especially if you're in a sport or you're in gymnastics or you're in dance or like for me when I was in skating. There are so many coaches out there. There are so many people that are influencing their brains. And it's important that you stand firm in your truth. And so today I am going to share with you five different ways that you can change the game in your family's future and your future in your life. Approximately 75% of children and teens who develop an eating disorder are influenced by parental practices of eating or their parents' beliefs around body image. That is massive, friend, massive. But first things first, there are so many underlying factors that do cause eating disorders and unhealthy behaviors with food, and parents are not the root cause. However, us as parents, we have a large influence on how our kids live life. We have a massive influence on how our kids act around food and how they learn to embrace and love their bodies. We get to speak truth and love and kindness into their minds, no matter their age. You get to do that with everyone in your life. So if you don't have kids, think about your friends, think about your nephews, think about anyone in your circle that you get to influence. How are you showing up? Dr. Leslie Sim, the clinical director of Mayo Clinic, says that moms are probably the most important influence on a child's body image. And even if a mom says to her daughter, you look so beautiful, but then makes comments of how she in fact feels fat, this is detrimental to her daughter's well-being. We don't mean harm, right? We want what's best for our kids. Of course we do but we have huge impact on how our kids show up with confidence. The truth is, as we grow, we look to the closest people around us to model the behaviors, to show us the way. And then our beliefs are formed and they're either defined by good beliefs, defined by negative beliefs, and we don't know what's good or what's bad. We just believe certain things because of those that have the most influence and the largest influence in our life. Mommy doesn't eat cake. Mom always goes to the gym so that she can have family dinner. We don't eat carbs in this house. We don't snack in this house. We don't keep bread in this house. We don't eat potatoes or pasta or rice. You can call it what you want, but what you do isn't just affecting you. You can want what is best for them, but you at your best is what is best for them. I'm gonna say that one in case you hear nothing else today. 
you can want what is best for them and you can believe in your heart that the behaviors that you engage in are just not affecting them. They're only affecting you. But what is best for them is you at your best. Eating disorders cause us to be angry. Starving ourselves cause us to be moody. It causes us to be frustrated. We are running on E all the time. We feel controlled. We feel isolated. We're not present because all we're doing is thinking about what we're going to eat next or if we can eat it. The question I want you to ask yourself today, sis, what can you do to change your family dynamic and break the cycle? Number one, think before you speak. What do you say? Not just to your kids, but around your kids. What do you say that they witness, maybe about yourself or about others? Are you always talking about your weight or what you can or can't eat, what you can and can't have? How do you speak about your body? How do you speak about other people? How do you show up with your words? Think before you speak. Number two, think before you act. What do you model? What are you teaching? What are the disordered behaviors that you partake in that they witness? Do you eat what they eat? Do you eat with them? Do you enjoy dessert on their birthday with them? Or does mom not eat cookies? Can mom not sit down for a piece of pizza? Think before you act. What are you modeling? And if you expect for them to grow up with a healthy relationship around food in their body, they need to see that example from you. Number three, stop labeling good or bad foods or setting rules. The truth is that kids are intuitive creatures. They simply are. They are amazing at understanding hunger and fullness. They literally will eat when they're hungry. Like my two boys, they will tear up my kitchen. They actually did that over this past weekend because we were at home and it was like constantly pantry time. But then they stop when they're full. They stop when they're full or when they're active or when they're doing something or when they're distracted, right? They don't sit around and think about what they're allowed to eat next or how many calories are in something. Stop labeling foods as good or bad, or it's not yet time for dinner, right? What are you modeling? What are you teaching them? What are they taught? Number four, practice body positivity and body compassion and self-love, not just for them, but for you. Everybody is a good body. What does their body do for them? I have this conversation with my son all the time. He's like, mom, I ate an extra chicken nugget tonight. My muscles are going to grow bigger and stronger. And I'm like, they are. But don't you feel better after eating? Gosh, it's so awesome to give ourselves a good meal. It's so great to nourish our bodies that we can feel our best. What does your body do for you, sis? How can you show up and share that message with those in your circle that are around you and that love you, even when you're struggling in this unhealthy relationship with food and body? Placing fear of weight gain or praise for weight loss on little minds, even on middle minds, it contributes to a distorted future. And this isn't to shame you if you've done this in the past. You can correct. You can get back on the right path forward. The great thing about kids is that they are adaptable. We can keep showing up. We can preach new things. We can practice new ways. We can keep modeling new behaviors and changing and adapting and evolving and growing and redefining who we are as the best version of who we are. And guess what that does? 
That shows them that you're allowed as a parent to make mistakes and you can autocorrect. You can get right back on the path that is going to give you your very best future. That's what they want for their parents. And that's what you want for them. So practice body positivity for them and for you. And number five, talk to them. Have a conversation. If you haven't talked to your kids about their body and you haven't talked to them about food, start. Praise them for other achievements. Praise them for other accomplishments. Praise them for who they are, not what they look like or what they're eating, who they are. Because at the end of the day, isn't that what we want? We want to be loved. We want to be seen. We want to be held. We want to not feel rejected. We want to feel like we're not being judged. We want to feel whole and happy. We want peace. And then share with them that bodies change. Be real and transparent. I actually have had a conversation with my kids about my anorexia. And I didn't go into all the details. But I said, mommy used to be really sick. And my mind took over my body. And I used to be sick. I came to that because they asked about a time in my life when I was very small in pictures and they wanted to understand what was going on. And I said, this is why it's so important. And God gives us a second chance every single day to nourish ourselves because this is our body. This is our vessel. We only get one. And it's so important to stock our tank so that we can live a life of purpose that we have been called to live. When you can be transparent and talk to your kids, I don't mean all the details, but I just mean, you know, I'm going through something, I'm creating a better version of me. I am really practicing and focusing on becoming healthier and stronger because I wanna make sure that I'm setting a great example for you because you're worth it and I'm worth it. And maybe I haven't been doing that and that's okay. Kids are so freaking smart. We may unintentionally do these things and not realize how we're affecting them, but deep down, just having that conversation, they already know because they're already watching you. They're already listening to you, right? How can you navigate that conversation? It's our job, no matter their age, to teach them to be strong in a hard world with self-worth, especially in this generation with social media and unrealistic expectations on every freaking corner on the internet. Setting a firm foundation is imperative. National Eating Disorder Association also claims that 80% of kids 10 and younger are afraid of being fat. And a mother's concerns about weight triple the likelihood of body image issues and depression in teen girls. And even 18% of teen boys claim that they're extremely concerned about their body. This has got to stop. And no, you didn't cause it. And no, you can't cure your own unhealthy relationship with food. But we can decide that we're not going to contribute to it anymore in our home. We can stand up. We can show up. We can think before we speak and you can think before you act and you can practice body positivity and love in your family and you can talk to your kids. The truth is that we want the best for our kids, right? And God wants the best for you. Sister, you are a daughter. You are loved more than you know. And you love your kids and your family, yes, more than anything. But the same way that you love your kids, God loves you. What can you model? What can you show? How can you show up today 
to change this generational dynamic. I just felt like I wanted to to share this topic on the show because I haven't talked about it much. And in my early relationship with my body and myself, probably way before the age of 10, I just remember witnessing some things that my grandmother must have said and my mom and like none of it was intentional. None of it was negative intent. None of it. But it made me feel as though I would be better if I were smaller. Lindsay, suck your stomach in. Lindsay, cross your legs. Lindsay, be perfect is what I took away from it. And then add on my international skating company that said, if you just lose 10 pounds, then we'll take you. Then you'll be the best. Then you'll be wanted. All of these things that we're teaching our young minds contribute to the statistics of anorexia, bulimia, and all other eating disorders. Let's stop. Let's start in our own homes. When you're in recovery, when you're nourishing your body, when you're taking care of yourself, even on the days that you don't feel like it, those eyes are watching you. Gosh, my mom is so flipping strong that she's putting herself first. I can't believe the last time that she actually cooked dinner and sat down and ate it with us. I can't believe the last time that my mom went for a roll in the bread basket at dinner out with friends. I can't believe the last time that we actually went out to dinner because my mom wasn't freaking out and avoiding going out in the first place. All of these things are so real. We've got to start treating ourselves like we want our kids to treat themselves and the generations to come. Sister, I want you to take away from this message that you are a mighty warrior. You are strong. You have bounced back material in you and so do your kids. And if you have lived a life, decades, years of disordered eating and you feel like you've ruined your kids or yourself, I want you to know that's simply not true. That's that voice inside of your mind trying to keep you stuck, trying to keep you in the place of negativity. And I'm here to tell you today that you can make a change right now today to start breathing into your family's dynamic. Start changing the game in your life and your kids' lives. Everyone around you is going to benefit and they are going to see blessing after blessing after blessing because of it. All right, girl, I hope today's show has touched your heart. And if you're looking for one-on-one support, don't forget that I have only got a couple slots left and then I'm going to start pushing people on my wait list again. And you can find more information out at lindsaynickel.com. You can fill out a client application out there and you can actually get on my calendar so that we can set up some time to chat about whether or not recovery coaching could help you in your life. Squeeze on those in your circle because they're your why. They love you. They see you. And I see you too, girl. Bye for now. Oh, friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show, and I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.